Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the official start of the fifth season of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills preview podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We're now only three days out from the matchup with the New England Patriots. I'm feeling like a win is coming. We're going to talk about it now. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, the always the always charming, the always handsome, Billy the Kid Nichols is here. I like what you're saying, Lars, and I like the way you look tonight. I like what you're doing with this, and I love you. Feelings mutual, Bill. And and rounding out the threesome tonight, um, two dudes, one girl, as always. <laughs> Cassie Ozark. So do you guys realize if we would have had a kid on the first episode, they'd be in kindergarten right now? That's right. That's a good point. So uh, as I mentioned before, we're heading into uh, the regular season now. A lot, a lot to look forward to with all the changes in the air. We won't waste any time to find us. Just go to BillsAndBeers.com. Please subscribe on iTunes. Tell every Bills fan you know about us. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. And without further ado, let's talk about these Buffalo Bills. Shout it right now, baby. Come on, come on. Well, the New England Patriots, week one at home against a new offense and a new defense for the Bills. This is actually a pretty good formula for our team. Uh, Unfortunately, we're without a kicker, without our number one cornerback, while number two cornerback was a gaping hole in our defense, and our our franchise free safety is probably a, a doubtful scratch for Sunday. They're saying there's a chance Bird might play, but he might not. So we had everything going in our favor, then suddenly it wasn't. This is nothing new for Bills fans, but it sure did feel like a kick in the pants after what was an otherwise exciting offseason. So basically what we're looking at is uh, cornerbacks that no one else in the league uh, will know. Fans from around from around the world will have no idea who these guys are. And of course, it'll just increase the highlight value for the Patriots as they talk about these, you know, Amendola or whoever else, like they're scrubs. And they're going to talk about how great they are because we're going to frankly make them look better than, than they really are. Um, but that doesn't mean we're not going to win the game. No, of course not. We're definitely going to win the game. I- I don't know if I, I have that much confidence in us winning the game. I remember last year, opening day, I thought we were going to absolutely annihilate the New York Jets, and that was one of the most depressing oh, oh, days God. of my life. Oh, yeah, you guys remember that now? That was yeah. bad. I, I had chosen it was raining. It was raining like 55, 50 degrees. Oh, no, that just, was... Oh, wait, that was not that That bad. was the other depressing No, that was the other... Jet, that was the Jets game we went to in 2010. That, oh, one, was, that, one, was, that one was even worse. Uh, which it's funny to see the Jets fan. That's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother uh, topic of conversation uh, when, we, when, we, when we play the Jets. But, uh, you know, obviously we might as well address the, the obvious and EJ Manuel and anyone who follows the Bills and can read between the lines who saw interviews. We were pretty sure we knew who was going to be starting this game. Uh, and obviously the, the national media, it's a, it's a lot better story to talk about this undrafted quarterback and you know they picked up on the story it's like it literally just got out of control with people saying that Jeff Tool was like named the starter it's like there was no chance that EJ wasn't going to play it was blatantly clear after the Minnesota game that he was the best quarterback on our roster by a mile and it made no sense to play him so they just did whatever they could to keep him fresh I mean this whole thing about people being nervous and then fans coming out and saying like well I'd actually rather they rest him for what he's not hurt it's a division game at yeah. home and like you gotta win it 
one of my favorites is like, you know, of course, total nerdy, right? But obviously, you know, reading the forums and like people's different comments and whatever. You had guys who like were pretending they were doctors on these <laughs> on these Buffalo Bills boards, like talking about what a knee scope was. Some guys were like comparing it to like RG3's injury or, you know, the, it's like, guys, you have no idea. You're not in that locker room. You're not. You, you're not the doctor. Why are you even speculating on this? You are wasting time, and I'm wasting I, time reading that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I just stopped reading it. You, even the the ESPN broadcast, the fact that that tool didn't start the last week against the Lions. They're like, oh man, he needs all the work he can get. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, you realize if EJ technically doesn't come back and Tool gets injured, we have no quarterbacks. Yeah. Like. Just the idiots out there in the last, like, two, three weeks that have no idea about our team or what's going on. <laughs> it was, it's been it was, it was disgraceful. Pretty, it was pretty funny the, uh, the day before um, the game where Brad Smith got injured. Like, we were talking about, oh, well, you know, worst case, we got the emergency quarterback, you know, worst case scenario. And then he goes on IR, like, two days later. But his, okay, his his trip to IR is, is a bit dubious as well. Um, it I think that it was clear that from a receiving standpoint and from a special team standpoint, we had players who could do what he would do as well or better than him. But I don't think they just wanted to cut bait with a guy who everybody else uh, advertises as, oh, you got to have this football player on your roster. But I don't know if he's a special player for us, so I think we're just kind of tucking him away so no other team can have him. So, particularly the New England Patriots, who we should get into talking to, which are, excuse me, talking about right now, because outside of Danny Amendola, they've got nothing at wide receiver. Gronkowski's probably going to be out. Aaron Hernandez obviously is not going to be playing either. So this is not exactly a strong Patriots team. We've taken our druthers in the past couple of weeks with our injuries, not least of which is Stephon Gilmore. But this Patriots team is about as vulnerable as a Patriots team we've seen in well over a decade. I, I just, I totally agree with you, but Brady always has a way of making Tim, ja, Joe, Bob Smith, you know, the greatest wide receiver ever known to man, you know, because he goes for 300 yards and three touchdowns against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he, he just has his way of, of making that happen. So I'm not completely cutting out their wide receiving core saying like, oh, we're going to, you know, own them, especially with how many injuries we have. But I do think our defensive line is going to be in a much better situation than we have been in the past so I think we are going to put him under an incredible amount of pressure pressure that he is not ready for it's week one he's going to be eating some grass I mean I that's what I'm excited for and it's going to be a loud house the Ralph is going to be going crazy and if we get to him that place is going to absolutely just explode Bill you'll be there yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am. I'm. I'm fired up for the chance of EJ. As they, I mean, they have to. They're going to introduce the offense, right? There's, is there any doubt? You know how they they'll either introduce offense and go player by player or defense. That they, they have to go offense and they'll go EJ and CJ and you know TJ yada yada exactly. <laughs> um, by the way, what are they calling them? I don't, I don't know. My parents were telling me like that that like Buffalo has adopted like nicknames for them, like the three J five or what J. I don't know, it did, but it didn't. It didn't really like ring off. It wasn't a good off, nickname. Roll off the tongue or anything, but no. In general, though, uh, it's it's going to be exciting to actually see pressure uh, on Brady. You know, I think uh, Petten was holding back uh, a lot this uh, this um, preseason, but we did see whatever our second preseason preseason game was. We blitzed. I think 
it was like 13 out of the first 15 plays or something like that. And I think that's as close to what, uh, you know, to, to a glimpse of, um, you know, what it is we're actually going to see. And frankly, it's all going to be on our linebackers and our cornerbacks to like tackle. Yeah. And and make sure that those five yard passes, eight yard passes don't turn into 23, 45 yard. Cause that, that, that's where we're really going to, uh, going to get hurt. But, uh, you know, as long as we can keep Brady uh, uh, on his uh, back heels and put him on the ground a couple times, uh, I think our defense will stay fired up. The crowd will keep him fired up, and offense can put up some points, which should be good I, to go. Honestly, I, I, the, I, the, CJ's going to run for, like, three touchdowns. <laughs> like, Well, I, you know, I put it out on Facebook today under our name. Uh, find us at fa- uh, billsandbeers.com. That'll take you right to our Facebook page. He ran nine times and eight times yeah. against – I mean, it's just, it's, when you look back on it, it's like, what were we doing? And I, I, I wasn't even being facetious. I fully expect him to have 18 carries by the third quarter. Oh, I totally, totally agree with you. And at least, like, five catches from the, uh, the backfield, you know, or five receiving, you know, touches. I, I, he's going to just annihilate them, and, and, and I'm so excited to just watch it. Well, that is, I mean, that is the shiny new toy that I think we're all looking forward to seeing because all we've been hearing about is run CJ till he throws up and all, you know. So, uh, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I mean, their their defensive backfield is not very good either. But what's your thought on us on Stevie's comments and everything? Do you care? Uh, I, of course, I care because I'm I'm tired of Stevie. I really don't like Stevie Johnson the person. Uh, I like I like him as a player, but I think he's I think he's arrogant. I think he's selfish, and I think that all this sidebar nonsense is just exactly that. For, the, for those of you who who don't know exactly what he said, he. Uh, you know, in an interview, stated that the the no one on the Patriots could cover him, uh, like, and then he he named one of the players who could who could not cover him, Patrick Chung, who is who no longer on the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, I, I don't want to bash Stevie because he's obviously been a great player for our franchise, but I'm just getting sick of him. Just, I mean, can can he just not? Say something, do something that's borderline idiotic. I mean, the whole "I don't ever work out" in the off season comment that was bad. That was really bad. And it, for for people to defend him after he's been an idiot publicly numerous times already, it's like how many breaks does this guy get? I mean, I I like him. You know, he's obviously our first string wide receiver. But really, what does he do? Like, he's not a top ten, top fifteen wide receiver in the National Football League. So until he's doing that. Shut your mouth and play the game. You know, he he just, oh, he's so annoying. <laughs> uh, agreed, totally. Well, he's one of the few receivers, the only receiver in Bill's history to have three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. But, yes, it's time to grow up, Stevie. Uh, should we switch gears and talk about what's going on on the defensive side of the ball? Backfield be damned? Absolutely. I think uh, we need to have a little beer first. Uh, sounds good. We alluded a little bit to the defense. Anyway, our defense is uh, at least going to be a little bit more exciting this year. Uh, the bend but don't break uh, will is is far far in the past at this point. Uh, we are going to be the aggressors. We are going to be putting pressure on every team that we play, and the question becomes: Will we be able to one actually get to the quarterback? But Two, as we're putting that pressure on, can our cornerbacks 
make some plays. And uh, well, I'll include linebackers in that as well. Now, here's what I think this game's going to come down to. I think the game is going to come down to do we actually take advantage of the mistakes that the Patriots make? Too often, our team has been there that, you know, the ball slipping in and out of their hands, missing the interception, right? You can't rely on a guy like George Wilson, who is no longer with our team, to, you know, make, a, you know, the, the game-winning interception or whatever. It's like you need to take advantage of every time the Patriots give you, uh, you know, a, a potential interception or fumble. And I think, I mean, that's definitely going to be one of the things that if we do, we'll win this game. I think most importantly what I would like to see is is a team that doesn't give away the big play. You know, when we have them on third and long, we actually stop them on third and long. We don't give up, you know, that, you know, third and 15, we give up a 16-yard, you know, pass play. Um, I, I think in the past that we've just done that so much. You know, the crowd's amped up. The players are amped up. All right, we got them. And then they somehow sneak through and, and make the play and then convert it to a first down. So, you know, three and outs would be nice as well. I, I have some confidence that hopefully the the first play will be that. I mean, I personally, I know you're you're excited to see EJ, but I would like to see defense on the field first go with three and out. I uh, totally agree. Here's the other thing, though, too. The NFL is a big play league. Uh, the difference in almost every game is turnovers. You said we have to capitalize on their mistakes, and in this case, a mistake for the Patriots is not scoring on a drive. You know, a lot of times we would be watching the Patriots and just get so frustrated because we stopped them, we forced them to punt twice in a row and haven't been able to put any points on the board. So to your point, we absolutely have to do that. But we got to win the turnover battle, and I think that that's, that's kind of a cop-out because that, that's what just about every game in the NFL comes down to. But if we can get to Brady, force him to make mistakes, force fumbles, and then take care of the ball ourselves, I think we'll be all right. Now, that's a tall order with our untested running back who, as we alluded to before, will get upwards of 20, 25 carries for the first time in his NFL career. And then, of course, we've got a rookie quarterback back there throwing the ball. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm much more confident in us being able to you know, get those interceptions, force those fumbles when we are the aggressors. Like when you're playing with tenacity, when you're when you're playing with tenacity as a defense, you get after it. Like you, I mean, you say there, there are those teams where you, you watch, they just have a, like, I feel like the Steelers, right? They just have a, have a nose for the ball, right? They're getting after it. And you as a, as a player, I mean, I know from my football playing days, whenever I was out there, <laughs> whenever I was out there, you know, with my fiery attitude, you know, getting after it, I just, I would just find, I would find the ball there laying at my feet and pick it up and run for a touchdown, you know? Unabated. Well, yes, and I think we do have that team for once. I mean, I mean, just watching our defense in the preseason, those last two games notwithstanding, again, <laughs> this is what frustrates me most about these Buffalo Bills. We think we've got something going in, in the preseason. They yeah. look great for two games. Then all of a sudden they stink. They stink real bad. And so now we're going into the season wondering, well, are we good? Do we stink? But when we saw the defense play good, that's the kind of defense we saw for the first time in a long time. I, I'm hoping it's the genius of our coach and that they purposely stunk. I'm, I'm kinda, I don't think they stunk on purpose, but I think that they definitely – a lot of people out there were saying, like, oh, they just, they just went to base D to see, like, who can win one-on-one -on -one matchups, and they weren't really scheming. They weren't trying to do anything crazy. I mean, what's his face? Uh, Christian Ponder referred to our 
defense as exotic. When was the last time we heard anybody refer to a Bills defense as exotic? I mean, is Doug Marone scared? No. Absolutely not. Or like, that's, I mean, that's your leader right there, and he is, you know he is fired up to does go he, in there and, and beat Belichick. And that's the question. Like, from being his time at Syracuse, does he know what this rivalry is? Does he know? Absolutely he does. I mean, Absolutely he does. I was thinking about this when I was coming home from work today. Doug Marone wants his legacy in Buffalo to begin with a home win over Bill Belichick. He's that kind of guy. You know that he is. You know that he's the kind of guy who's fiercely competitive, and this is all about him. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who is playing with Belichick and playing Belichick's game and in holding EJ, the, you know, news about EJ out until the very last minute. It's great. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I absolutely love it. We kind of got diverted here from the defense, uh, but... There's nothing else we can say. We're so excited for this game. I think everybody in Bills Nation is. The offseason is so long. It's so, so long. Uh, let's have another quick uh, drink of beer here tonight and get into the wild card portion of the show. Well, it's back to NFL season. Falls in the air. The leaves will soon be turning colors. But it's also back to school. For our younger listeners, you're getting to class for the first time. You have that first day back anxiety. Where are you going to sit at lunch? Are you going to have any friends in your class? Are your teachers going to be mean? Well, we'd like to embody that spirit a little bit here at Bills and Beers today. And since it's a new regime, we're going to be thinking first day of school. And of all the new players, new coaches, and new faces at One Bills Drive, who would you like to see as the new kid in school on the first day back? Oh, this is easy. I like because this is the wild card. Thanks for the reminder, Bill. <laughs> uh, I would definitely want Kiko Alonso. Are you kidding me? Wow. Because of his name? No. He can deal me some drugs. He can... uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Gonna be, he's going to be the, like, the, the badass thug you know, that you want to have your back. Yeah, you know, we haven't talked about him, though, at all. And he is a wild man out there. Yeah. And, you know, between him and Robert Woods... Yeah. Whoa. That was talking about a pretty good second round in the draft this year. Knock on wood. You know, oh, you never know what Lawson. happened. Oh yeah, yes, As, and I've said many times, yeah. Manny Lawson is every talk about these guys. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're we're about our yeah. <laughs> Manny Lawson is everything Chris Kelsey was oh, and everything gosh. Chris Kelsey wasn't, and that's why I love him. But okay, Kiko Alonso oh, because God. yeah, I'm sitting next to him at. I mean, imagine that guy. He's gonna have a nice lunch too. He's a pretty big dude, you know. Oh man, he's a good choice. So, so Cassie, Cassie takes Kiko because she wants wants to bum things off him, specifically <laughs> drugs and food. Bill, well, I mean, I guess Hopkins might be fun because well, because he's injured right now. So, like you know, on the first day of school, he's gonna be sort of like the guy who like you get to sign his cast or whatever. You know, you just get to hang out, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I really can't think of anybody else, so I'm just I'm just naming him for the hell of it. Well, I I know absolutely who mine would be, and that would be Nathaniel Hackett, who is like a nine year old in a forty two year old man's. Oh no, he's only thirty two year old. Coaches, I said I said coaches. Anybody, I I wasn't listening. Okay, and that's your problem. uh, but Nathaniel Hackett, I always had a knack for like befriending and then just being really silly in class with like the goofiest kid out there. We were actually talking about this uh, over the weekend. I was I was with some friends from home, and we were talking about this one guy we haven't heard from in years. He like moved away when we were in fifth grade, but the kid 
clearly had severe ADHD. I mean, the kid was just bouncing off the walls constantly, and him and I got along great because we just screwed around and laughed, made the teacher's life a living hell, and I feel like that's precisely the relationship I'd have with Nathaniel Hackett, who, by all reports, is a complete spaz. And, Bill, I'm surprised you didn't pick EJ. Just for the pure thing of, like, the he's, status. he's going to be the baller. He's going to be the popular kid. All the girls are going to want him. I thought you would have, like, tagged on to him, put all your money in his pocket. Why would I, why would I have that guy outshine me? He's competition. Let's be, let's be serious. He'd be competition yeah, for you. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't need that. <laughs> um, but, no, so we're going coaches. See, and I think EJ is just, like, the obvious answer, too. Right, I mean, he's the obvious new guy. So that's part two. I'm, I'll, I'll go hipster on that. You know, I don't want to. Uh, what was this too? Uh, I was reading that Deadspin article uh, about like why the Patriots suck. Oh yeah, and they made that funny like analogy of like Bill Belichick is like you know the hipster who um, yeah. drafts, drafts like a, a D- Division three backup right. running back right. in the first round because because nobody else had ever heard of him. Yeah, and like the hipster like picks like ten obscure songs at the end of the year as like his top ten list, just like rubbing people's faces. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, that was a perfect description of Bill Belichick. Okay, well, this wild card was a little less wild here without Jeff Day. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now, but we've also gone an entire episode without doing a little shout-out for the Jammer, uh, who we'll go ahead and pour one out for right now. He's up in Minneapolis. Supposedly, he'll be back around to join us for one of these podcasts here in the near future. Jeff, you are missed. You better be listening. Before we wrap things up tonight, this is Bills and Beers. We talk about Bills, but we also consume beer. So for the over 21 crowd, tonight's selection is Magic Hat Number 9, a beer that is delicious and crisp and actually high in volume. And I was kind of ashamed to find out that it's an apricot beer. I was kind of ashamed to find out it's an apricot beer because I enjoy it so much. And generally speaking, fruit-infused beers I kind of poo-poo against because, you know, I'm, I'm a fella and I'm not supposed to drink them. But it's a very tasty beer from the good folks at the Magic Hat Brewing Company, and I'm sure we've had it before on this Vermont, show. Vermont may be a little bit close to Boston for my liking. That's an excellent point. I hadn't even thought of that. Uh, and, of course, the place – my wife bought these, so what, what can you do? Either way, delicious beer. If you're over, twi- if you're over 21, uh, we suggest and endorse uh, Magic Hat number 9. Who's that's, our number 9? That's the sponsor of today's show. Uh, it was Ryan Lindell. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's probably Dan Carpenter. So uh, hopefully in consuming this beer, uh, we give a little extra good juju uh, to Dan Carpenter. If you're over Speaking 21, please Jews, enjoy. If you're yeah, not, please ask Rosh your parents Hashanah. first. <laughs> happy Rosh Hashanah to our Jewish listeners, if you're out there. Both of you, both both Jews and Bill's Nation. Mazeltov. Okay, well, uh, find us online, billsandbeers.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell everybody you know, every iTunes listener, every podcast listener, every Bills fan. We love to expand our fan base, talk to our fans. We love interacting with you guys on Facebook and Twitter, so keep it coming. Feeling great about this about this weekend. Um, Cassie, Cassie's got a prediction for us? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, 13-10 Buffalo. I like it. Uh, the final score... Will be 34 Buffalo, 28 Patriots. Interesting. I'm going 26 Buffalo, 15 Patriots. How's that for a hipster score? So hipster. We'll find you back here next week when we talk about the Carolina Panthers. Opening Sunday, here it comes. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.